Welcome to episode number 91 of Take Him With You for October 24th, 2010. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Today on the show, we talk about conventions, birthdays, and the TV show Caprica, plus more. Not only are we going to talk about stuff going on in the world of the Moyers, but today's main subject is deception. How do you know if you're being deceived? What are the signs and how do you deal with deception once it's happened to you? I bet we all have some interesting things to say. We'll be reading your Facebook and Twitter comments, plus talking about it ourselves. Stick around. Coming soon, the exciting follow-up to my Stargazer music project, the short story and musical journey of M.W. Orbit. Greetings. I am M.W. Orbit. Is there anyone there? Join M.W. Orbit, NASA's first artificially intelligent deep space probe, as he visits the Milky Way galaxy, looking for life. MW updates his blog on where he is on his journey. He takes your email and Twitters and answers questions. Then, in a few weeks, he'll be downloading his journey interpreted through music. Initiating translation. Visit mw-orbit.com to read up on MW's progress. Coming soon, MW Orbit, the new interactive story and music project by me, Rick Moyer. Join MW as he journeys through the Milky Way galaxy, searching for life. Visit mw-orbit.com today. that if you go over to the mw-orbit website that you can sign up and you get emails whenever mw makes a report you know Catherine signed up for that and i wanted you to sign up for it me you have to go to the website to on your own device okay and put in your email address and then it'll update you every time that mw updates 
I've been I've been reading little blurbs on Facebook though. So yeah, I I, I have it update that as well. And mm-hmm. twi- and you can follow MW on Twitter. You can even talk to MW, and he'll talk back. One and that's these... just MW Orbit at MW Orbit. One of these days, I'm going to have to remember how I got on Twitter over a year ago. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't remember how. At least I you have did an email it. address that take him with you now. Yeah. Amy at takehimwithyou.com. You mm-hmm. should write to Amy. Yeah. Say hi to her. She likes to get email. Yeah. So do so do I. It's kind of lonely lately. Well, we, we we got a really nice email from a guy named Mike. Yeah, that was really sweet. And it was. Um, yeah, and every once in a while I get a little message on Facebook or or where was it? Oh, I was doing a cleaning job this week and, and there were two ladies there that both said they read our newsletter. Oh really? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we don't hear from people, but that doesn't mean they're not reading them. Well, you know, I mean, I was looking at it. I mean, we average about two. Well, we don't know this for sure, but about 2,000 listeners a week. Well, that's just downloads, though, right? That's not. um, Right. That's not people who listen. Well, in a month, there's about there's eight to nine thousand downloads, and so we, you know, if you think if one person listens four times, you don't. But that's kind of like when people go to church. You think, well, if there's some people that go to church every Sunday, some people that go every other Sunday, some people that only go once a month, and some people that only go at holidays. So we don't really know. But we don't know how many people just listen to it streaming, though, either. No. Well, we can kind of guess, but I don't know. The statistics no, program is really. really odd. Well, and there's different statistic programs. Sometimes I can't believe it because it'll say like, like in one month, three thousand people listen to one episode, and I'm like, really? (laughs) Well, but that's that's the downloads again, though. That's not the streaming, and I I know there's a lot. No, no, no. When when I read the streaming statistics, and I'm like, is that really true? Is that did they really? And then you don't know if they listen for five minutes or ten or fifteen. So anyway, I don't know why yeah. we're talking about this. It's I just, don't know either. It's we, just we do the podcast regardless of how many people listen or not. So well, yeah. If it if it encourages you know one or two people, then that's maybe that's what we, we were supposed to do. Well, let me just say thank you to all of those that have in the last couple of weeks. Um, given to help support the podcast because basically when you give to support our podcast you're you're supporting our family is what's going on and mm-hmm. we're hoping that uh, the income from the podcast will grow a little bit so that Amy doesn't have to work as hard uh, and I don't mean that but in a in a bad way I mean I would rather have her work on the podcast with me than to have to go out and do landscaping and cleaning and stuff like that and it's getting colder, so I don't know how how many yeah. more months I'll be able to do the landscaping. Well, at um, least in the winter time. In the yeah. winter time, but yeah, I'm sure I'll have more landscaping jobs in the spring again. But, but anyway, we just wanted to say thank you to all those that have uh, helped us out. That's really really cool of you. And uh, also want to say thank you to all those who have communicated with us and let us know if you like the podcast or not, or if it's helping you. And and I should say we do get we do get at least at least five or six comments per week from different people and that's nice mm-hmm. it's always nice yeah okay so i guess we should talk about what's going on around our house we were yeah let's do that okay okay so this week again was another whirlwind week mm-hmm you uh got to go do something really fun on saturday and i stayed home i've been breathing and living the mw orbit project because i want to get it done yes. and out by the by the holiday time mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you're so, really close. You only have about two more songs to do, don't you? Yeah, probably by this time the recording I'll be done. Yeah. I mean, we're recording. We record our show that comes out on a Sunday back on the Tuesday before that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, then after you get done with the recording, then I'm, the artwork is being done by yeah. um, uh, Stefan is helping me with that, mm-hmm. and his creative team at the Martians are here. And let me see what else. Yeah. Anyway, you had a really a lot of fun though on Saturday. You and Catherine uh, flew the coop. Yeah, we left very early. We left at around seven in the yes, morning. Yes, I took you to the your drop off point. Yeah, and um, we went with three other ladies up to Puyallup. 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 That's an interesting Indian word. Puyallup. Native American Puyallup. Indian word. <laughs> Puyallup. Puyallup. What does um, that mean? Do you remember? <clears throat> Oh, I don't know, but I know Hoquiam means muddy waters. You grew up in Hoquiam. Anyway, we have lots of Native American names here. So anyway, um, it's up up kind of by Tacoma, Seattle area. Mm -hmm. And so we went up there, and there's uh, probably around a thousand other ladies um, that... For what? Ladies and men. For what? um, For a TOPS convention. That stands for Take taking off pound sensibly and it's a support group they have little chapters all throughout the united states and uh, there's some international ones too i know they have it's kind of like an inexpensive weight watchers yeah instead of a really fancy program they just put out one book you can buy or or you can look online to see. They just want you to eat a balanced diet and to exercise. And then and it's like a little support group where you can yeah. meet with folks and be encouraged. Mm-hmm. And they 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 kind of want you to avoid extreme fad diets and just eat sensibly and take care of yourself. And And there were people at the convention that had lost anywhere between, you know, five pounds to 160 pounds. Wow. The queen was this cute little lady, and she had lost 160 pounds, and she's this little tiny thing. And I'm going, how did she carry around 160 pounds? It just didn't seem possible. But um, there's a lot of people there that were very inspiring. And, you know, some of them it took years to get the weight off, um, but they just kept at it. And, um, you know, it it just encourages a healthy lifestyle. And That's cool. We have a lot of fun in our tops group. Cool. So you guys had left early in the morning and came back late night, and and I, I stayed home all day and worked on the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After you get done with this album, we're gonna get you out of the house more. Yeah, I got to get this done. Yeah, but then you're gonna go on walks with me more and and get outside and in the freezing cold. In the freezing cold, cold. We've got coats and hats and gloves. You guys should check out my cool sunflower pictures on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer and uh, amy.moyer. Mm-hmm. And we also have um, we have a, a, a Take Him With You page on Facebook, but I don't keep up on it. Is that bad? Um, you don't keep up on, oh, the Facebook. Well, maybe after your album's done, you can do a little bit more on that. Or, or sign Catherine to that. Of course yeah, I'm, she's pretty good at that kind of stuff. She, isn't she? Of course, she might end up, you know, doing some Jonas Brothers or something on there. You yeah, never know. You, you never know. <laughs> um, I I have been working very hard on the album, though, and I thought I'd play another couple of little snippets for people if they want to hear kind of what's going to be on the album. I worked on um, a very epic uh, 
it's an uh, 11 minute 40 second song because it's really two songs in one mm-hmm. uh, and got that finished and then uh, and then uh, last night stayed up very late i don't know why it is but my creative streak starts about uh, nine, nine or ten, eleven at night, and and um, and, I, and I go to bed and snore. <laughs> you keep up, but anyway, I love the one that you did last night. You it's my favorite one. one. Yeah, that's my favorite one so far. Wow, and I've done what twelve songs or so. Well, the others are good too, but they're more. I like the peaceful, and the other ones are more intense and more techno and stuff in this well it is a little space probe going through the universe so the premise of mw is this little space probe that is launched by nasa that is artificially intelligent and it's looking for life in the milky way galaxy Mm -hmm. and so uh the song the songs all tell a story about him being created becoming sentient and then being launched and then the things that he encounters and so the song that I'm setting this song up is uh, just going to give you a little bit of it. It's uh, it's MW has a little catastrophe on his hands while he's out there, and uh, there's a point where communication is um, severed between him and Doctor Kroger, uh, who is the scientist that has created him. And uh, this is the song that conveys a little bit of that emotion. So you can hear a little bit of it right now. It's called No Reply at All. That's just a little snippet, about a one-minute snippet. I really like it. Yeah. I also worked on the big epic one, which is a lot hard rocking. Uh, this this is in particular is uh, a point where uh, MW is doing his job and he's circling, orbiting the planet, looking for life. same song when uh, a certain exciting thing happens then let me show you what happens to the song because it gets a little bit different i gotta find it it's hard for me to do this at the same time i'm talking now see we get to rock it out a little bit for you there it goes 
got to actually play real guitars, which was fun. And then my dream to do triple guitar solo harmonies. like it and I'm not someone who really likes a lot of heavy metal guitar but but that in this instance I think it really showed a lot of energy and excitement and I liked it it's supposed to be that way yeah it's supposed to enhance the storytelling mm-hmm. yeah very fun so anyway yeah working on MW, MW should have it out by the holiday time so people can order that and please pray for us because we're um, working out some uh, financing to get the product we're going to do the project a little bit bigger than we had originally planned, and so it's going to take a little bit more money. <coughs> but we ha- we're happy to say that um, we've got uh, about a third of it all came in so far, so that's good. So um, once we have a few mo- few hundred more dollars come in, <laughs> we'll be able to do the, the whole project well, the way we, that we want to. We can get it out digitally. Um, we have the money to put it out digitally and get it on CD Baby and Amazon and iTunes. Mm-hmm. And, but to and, actually get the um, physical CDs, maybe yeah, we, have, the physical we need a little CDs bit more. cost a little bit more to do. But we found out this really neat thing. And maybe other people are more techno-savvy than I am, so they probably already know about this. What? But we found out that we can get these little cards made that have codes. Download cards. Download cards. And And I can um, do them over email if you wanted to uh, PayPal me or something like that. I can send you a code and you can download the album uh, with that code. mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it doesn't cost as much to make CDs or the cards. As it does the CDs. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So if somebody listening feels led to help us out, they certainly can. You can uh, just send us an email, rick at takehimwithyou.com or amy at takehimwithyou.com and say, hey, I want to help with the MW project. I want to get that out for everybody to hear. And Because see, what happens then is if we pay for everything up front, mm-hmm. then anytime that we sell an, a CD, that just goes to help the podcast and our family. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, and quite honestly, we don't make a whole lot of money off the CDs. That's the, the, um, and you have to sell a whole lot of them. That's, you know, artists that make it big mm-hmm. make a lot of money because they go huge. Because they sell hundreds of thousands, if yeah. not millions Because, or you know, yeah. it costs to make the product and then it costs to put it online. And then it, mm-hmm. I, I'm, all my time, I'm spending hours and hours and hours on this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, unless you're a big star, you don't make a huge amount of money. You know, when you hear struggling artist, it really means that because, yeah. because you know, it's, it's just a fun way to give an expression out there. And I thought, you know, I want to be able to take the talents and the giftings that I feel I have and and be able to bless your life with them. And uh, unfortunately, it takes money to do that. I try to do as much as I can for free. I put out a lot of, like, the parody songs. Like, I got that new parody song that I'll play here in a moment mm-hmm. called uh, Think Like a Vulcan. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, those are free because um, they just are. And I just put them out and people can download this and enjoy them. Now, but... now when you were writing the song Think Like a Vulcan. Yes. 
Were you wishing that I thought like a Vulcan? Well, I think every man <laughs> would love their wife or girlfriend or significant other to think like a Vulcan once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was just joking around. I just thought it would be funny. Rico did a special, him and Rick Pete, uh, one of our listeners here um, of the podcast and a good friend of ours, um, did a podcast all on the Vulcans from Star Trek mm-hmm. on the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. You can check that out. Uh, and I wrote a song for it, an original song. Instead of doing a parody, I just wrote this song. And I thought it would be funny if there was a guy that thought, oh, man, my, my girlfriend's up and down as far as emotionally. And I just, I just need a, a girl that can think like a Vulcan. And so I wrote the song from that perspective, and it's funny. It's just really funny. Try to get all the different Vulcan things in there and... I even use the word sexy. Go figure. If you're if you're not a Star Trek geek, you might not get all the different. But that doesn't mean you can't dance around your car or your house because it's a real danceable song. It's a danceable song. It is. Okay. So why don't we play it? All right. This is called "Think Like a Vulcan" by me. (laughs) (laughs) And my wife does smile when she hears it. Don't worry. It's not like I really want to get rid of Amy and get a Vulcan woman. I'm giving you the hairy eyeball. You are. Okay, I'll play it right. The, the hairy earball. <laughs> Get it? Earball? No. Falcon's ears pointed. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go.
I need a girl that can think like a Vulcan. The only problem is... Yeah? Is Vulcans aren't real. I know. That's what the funny part of the song is. Oh, okay. I mean, that's like, you know... I I was listening to a podcast the other day, though, that they were talking like you, well, Vulcans t- were real. Okay. You got to understand that when when you're really into like a TV show or, you know, Star Trek or something like that. Well, well Star Trek. She was, she was getting this huge kick out of the fact that Rico and Rick, Pete, my friend, our friend, um... They, that they were talking like the Vulcans were an actual civilization. They were telling the history and all these different things. through, and, and, and they were talking like it was real and everybody was laughing. And I thought, this is awesome. <laughs> well, you know, it was cute. And they're really nice guys. But should, should we let them know that, that all that's made up? They know that. I know that. Okay. It's just fun. It's it's like, you know, I mean, it'd be like you and Catherine talking about this made-up world by the that author that you like. Uh, and talking like it's real. You guys talk like that the same way. Uh, you do. Uh, Don't you? You do? I, I well, yeah, sometimes come on, come if you on, get on, into a like, story. Oh, I like it when blah, 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 blah. And, and remember when blah, blah, blah. And it's like all made up. Yeah. Hello, it's all made up. Well, it's kind of like Andrew's Lord of the Rings game. Like, you know, all the characters and people are really into Lord of the Rings and all the history or whatever they're into. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, don't get on me. I wasn't getting on you. I just thought it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. We're almost done talking about what's going on in our house. We're, I don't want to bore everybody. It's fun to play music and everything, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other things. Our birthdays are coming up. Let me see. Mm-hmm. My my birthday is going to be in a couple of days. Yeah, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, and then you're a week after. from that, so mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna um, celebrate by uh, going up to Seattle to see the um, Sci-Fi Museum's Battlestar Galactica um, ab- exhibit. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. And we're gonna go to one of my favorite restaurants while we're up there. Yeah, we are. We, we got a really a... nice gift certificate from our friends for our birthday um, mm-hmm. for P.F. Chang's. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. Really good food. Can't yeah. wait. Mm-hmm. And then also um, another friend of ours got us a, uh, a night night stay at the Hyatt. So we're going to go up and stay at the Hyatt right only 10 minutes from uh, the, the Sci-Fi Museum. Yeah, we'll be able to park our car there and walk. And very generous of of you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, thank for the you. Wonderful gift. That's the, the those gifts are very cool. And then, um, yeah, I'm excited about giving you your birthday present. Um, I thought going to the sci-fi museum. Oh was no, our, no, our no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, I'm having a really hard time. You asked me last night why I was gone so long. Were you shopping for me? I was trying. You eh. are really hard to shop for because yep. most Damn. of the things you like are... way are, expensive. I even looked... I shouldn't even tell you because you'll feel bad, but I even looked at the iPads, but they're like... The, the cheapest one was $599, and I'm sorry I didn't carry that in Where my were pocket. they at? They have them at Walmart now. They have iPads at Walmart? Yeah, they have four different kinds. Oh, my gosh. I looked at them, but I, I couldn't look too long because that just wasn't in my pocketbook. Yeah, that would take care of the MW project, wouldn't it? That yeah. amount of money, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, 
that's all right. But I, I did look for you. I'm not really worried about it. You, you know, better. I have everything I really want and need, so I'm cool. You have everything you need. Not everything I want. Not everything you want. But anyway, <laughs> you're going to really like your birthday present. You didn't need to get me anything. Just going out of town with me was a Let's just say thing. this was very creative in the way that we came across this. So you'll mm-hmm. just really enjoy it. Well, what I've got you so far isn't very creative. So I do want I, chocolate I cake with like a white it. frosting. Yeah, I need to figure that one out. But, yep. So you'll be happy if you don't get that creative of a birthday present if you get chocolate cake with white frosting. I don't really care. Okay, I just don't want you to feel bad. I did look at iPads, so. though. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, couldn't afford one, but I looked at one for you. Thank you. That's very yeah. nice. So did you didn't tell me what you wanted for your birthday. I wanted a pair of rubber boots. Okay. For work. Okay. Because I keep on borrowing Catherine's, and I don't want to wear hers out. Got it. That's what I wanted for my birthday. Wow, that's you're a little easier to afford than me. Yeah, they they have them at Ross for ten dollars. Hint, hint. Okay. Okay. <coughs> I'm not sure why you haven't just gone down there and bought some. I don't buy things for myself very much. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. I'm not a shopaholic. No, you are by far. You are very. Easy to maintain as a wife. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll buy myself a new pair of pants or new shirt or something, but not very often. Yeah. 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 I'm not the shopaholic wife. Okay. Well, anyway. And then last but not least, we wanted to just really quickly talk about the TV show on the sci-fi channel called Caprica. Yeah, I don't like it. You know, I've come to that conclusion as as well. I was I was kind of into it the first season mm-hmm. because it's like the prequel to Battlestar Galactica, and Ron Moore makes the the thing. Yeah, I didn't. I you know the the, the reimagined the um, Battlestar Galactica, the newer version, the reimagined one. Yes, um, I didn't like it as well as the original either. And now the original, I mean. Yeah, the special effects were better and things like that. In the that. original? No, the newer one. Okay. The special effects were better, but I Starbuck really... Starbuck is a woman. How weird. Yeah, well, that I got and used to it, how Cylons were people, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. I um, I just thought the whole series was rather dark and depressing and, and a little bit over the gritty, top. It was more obviously, yeah. Over the top. Um, centrally, too. I just yeah. figured... I just felt like it was... It wasn't as campy or cheesy as the original. I like cheesy and... and um, I like a little cheesy sci-fi. Yeah. I, I do, too. The, the original was more family-friendly, and even though Starbuck was quite the ladies' man. Yeah. But, but still, it was, you know, kind of a rated G ladies' man compared to the newer sci-fi series. Feldo Carb. Yeah. But anyway, um anyway, the so so they come up with this new show called Caprica and I'm all excited. So I watch it for the first season and I'm kind of getting into it. It's okay. It's just different. It's just kind of like depressing. Well, the second season is off and running now and I'm quite honestly I'm kind of losing interest in it. It's just not that good. Yeah, you know, when when thing I you know, you're a, a Star Trek geek and i say that in the most loving way thank you um one thing about gene roddenberry the guy that 
wrote Star Trek or produced Star Trek was that um created it created it was that he was more um positive in his approach to the future and sci-fi and stuff there was usually some redeeming kind of, quality yeah redeeming quality humanity was going to better itself so on and so forth and i just don't feel that in the Battlestar Galactica series, I just kind of feel yeah. it's kind of like a downer. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep watching it because it's it's confusing and yeah. and it just isn't you know unless they have more robots, I'm not going to. Well, in the original series, um, <coughs> excuse me, the original series had more what I would call redeeming qualities. There, there would be. Yeah. Some, you, you already said that. Yeah. So anyway. There's our our. Um, That's our review of Caprica. Review. It's not so hot. Oh well. Yeah. It's on the Sci-Fi Channel on Tuesday nights, at least here in the United States. You know what show that I really like? What? Chuck. Chuck. How did I know that? Catherine and I have tops on Monday night, and we beg the guys, please, please, don't watch Chuck without us. Wait, I didn't watch it last us. night. Was it good? It's always good. Chuck is hilarious. It's just a cute show. I'm I'm not saying Chuck that... Chuck is on NBC, and uh, it's about a guy that has been enhanced to be able to be a spy. You know, it's kind of sci-fi because he's been yeah. downloaded with, yeah. like, this super computer program yeah. kind of thing. It's pretty funny. So, um, it's kind of a, a cross well, between cheesy sci-fi and James Bond. Yeah. Very loosely. It's very funny. Because it's more of a comedy. It's really yeah, funny. It is. It's good to laugh. Well, I like the characters on it. There's characters that you just come to know and love, and they're just funny. They all have their little quirks, and mm-hmm. you enjoy seeing them interact with the others. They've done a, a great job at getting these characters to interact. I, I think if I only had, if I could only watch one hour of television a week, I would probably pick Chuck. It's wow. a good show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, well, that's everything going on around our house. Wow, we just kind of went on. Yeah. Yeah. So, by keeping us here, you're using us as bait to draw the Nereza in? You have strange ideas on how to make friends. On this planet, that kind of behavior will get you locked away. Maybe that might be the smart thing right now. Lock up the lot of you. This is our planet, you know. At least by staying here and making a stand, our sacrifice has meaning. While the Nereza are focused on us, my brother is making his way to Eden. If he can deliver the cargo he carries, he will almost certainly turn the tide, and the small number of humans left might have a chance. We are giving our lives so that the human race might yet survive. Surely even one as selfish as you can see the nobility in that. It hurts, Sarah. I don't know how to live in something this small. Can you sing for me? Our baby? is that?
how did you get in here? This area is completely sealed off from the likes of you. I studied... Well, you didn't study very well then, did you? Oh, yes. You may have tapped away at your computers and drawn your mathematical symbols on your chalkboards. You have figured out how to turn our bodies into dust. But you know what you really should have worked out? How to stop me. There is nothing left to do but for you and Father to return to your world. Nature will take its course from there. Humans and Nereza, if you force us to choose, no, we can only choose one. The Martians Are Here podcast, episodes 25 through 29. Starting the 25th of October. But let's get on with um, with our show today on talking about your comments on deception. What it? What about deception? We're going to go into that in just a moment. Stick around. So today we're talking about something that just about everybody, in if they've lived any time at all, even even as a, a kid, we all come in contact with a thing that is called deception. We've either deceived others, I think we all have it one time or another, and, or we've been deceived. And deception is not a very fun thing, is it? No, I... I think when we get into our comments, we'll see that a lot of people feel um, just very vulnerable after realizing that they've been deceived. That it can make you feel um, like like you haven't, like you've injured yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, again, you're listening to a show that we we both Amy and I are believers, and we believe in Christ and. We've received Christ into our heart, and uh, we are we believe in God, mm-hmm. and we have we've read the Bible many times, and and as we look at it, we we realize that it does say that really deep inside the heart of men and women is deceitfulness. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're prone, even though it's nice when you find some nice people in the world. Mm-hmm. Our belief is that without God, it's 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 really easy to be deceitful. And even our experience has shown now in our life, even in organizations that call themselves Christian or or believing, there's a lot of deceitfulness that goes on in them as well. Well, because people are still human, and, right? And and basically, at the core of people is this this well, thing. And, and sometimes people are just selfish and want their own way. And, well, and that's you the know. that's the basically that's the root of deception is selfishness. Mm-hmm. Well, really, the root of all sin is is selfishness. Sure, it is. You know, because sin is missing the mark of being like Christ, and he was unselfish. He was. Uh, totally love 
you know, and, and if love is, oh, sorry, hit my microphone because I'm talking with my hands as I'm doing this. But, you know, when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, you realize that love doesn't have selfishness in it. It's giving and caring and mm -hmm. thinking of others first and humble and, you know, and so, um, yeah. So anyway, deceitfulness just kind of comes with the package of selfishness and sin. Sure. Basically. Okay, so how would we define deception? How would you define deception, my dear? Well, it's interesting because this last week I was listening to an audiobook when I was traveling back and forth from my cleaning jobs, and I've never heard this before. But did you know that con man was short for confidence man. Hmm. I had never heard that before. I always thought it was a con. Convict. Yeah, or well, like somebody conned you into something. Convinced you. Convinced you into something. But if if someone was a con man, I thought they were, you know, just someone who was a trickster. Sure. But but if you look at it in its full form before it was shortened to con man, I heard I was listening to this kind of old-fashioned book and they talked about confidence man and and that's what I think when we read the comments coming up is so tricky about deception is that it's, you feel deceived when someone has gained your confidence and then turned around and hurt you. Right. And um, tricked you. You know, they, they gain your confidence. And, you know, that's why I feel bad for older people that, buy into these um tv ads like the infomercials the infomercials well those that, are those are outright deception yeah and they're they prey upon the weakness of older folks who believe them and then have actual expendable you know they, and most of them don't have expendable income but that's mm -hmm. but they but they'll order the thing thinking it's going to help them well and there's like um then when they order they'll say well if right now the for a limited time offer if you if you order this you can get twice that for just paying the shipping and the right. shipping and then the is shipping's like, like $11 yeah. dollars yeah and it's a, for a cheap product or something but anyway um but i think the hardest part with deception is when someone deceives you that you're close to and and that's what yeah, we're gonna find out here. Well, and and we have like I I was trying to think of in in our lives, at least in my life, um, different personalities lend themselves to deception and different levels of hurt from being deceived. Mm -hmm. You keep hitting your microphone. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's all right. Anyway, and and so like my my um, personality tends to get very very hurt because I'm trusting and. And I care about what people think, and you know, it's just—it's a really weird mix. And so, if I'm deceived, not only do I feel like everybody else that will find out embarrassed and and ashamed and mm -hmm. all this stuff, but it just—it strikes at the core of me because I basically trust people. And then when you realize you can't trust everyone, it shatters an ideal or it shatters an idea inside your heart mm -hmm. that everybody's is nice yeah. and, and they would do what you I, do but that's not always true yeah i think you have a harder time with it I than do. i do because i think you have expectations on people that right that, i don't expect people to deceive me yeah and 
And then there are other people like myself who tend to be a little bit more introverted that I don't expect as much from other people. So right. I don't deal as much with this. Not that not that there aren't some people. Well, not that you, you aren't know, disappointed that, if they deceive you. Right. But but I'm just not as dependent upon other relationships as as you you would tend to be because of just our different personalities. Sure. I guess if well, that makes sense. Yeah. Why well, yeah, it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. So the question that I asked on Facebook and Twitter was fairly easy. What is the worst part about being deceived? And so Amy, why don't you start off and I'm going to get my Twitter going okay. here. Okay. I'll read a few of these Facebook ones. By the way, you're um, welcome. Every every Monday I put out an impromptu question while I'm studying for the podcast and uh, we love your comments. Yeah, we usually get quite a few. Um, yeah. So to start out on our Facebook ones, Janet said, falling for the deception and then later learning that you were deceived. Although you learned from that lesson, it still really stings. It hurts, yeah. Cindy says, if I am deceived, fine. But the worst part is if it hurts or affects people around me. Mm, that's true. Yeah. I, I remember... Um, um, I remember we've been involved in, in well, a, a few ministries over the years, and we were involved in one that uh, uh, we were heavily involved. We were doing a lot of street ministry and concerts and rock concerts for you know kids and stuff like that and introducing them to Christ and doing a lot of different things like that. And there was a uh, pastor that we had that was having, an, having several affairs behind the scenes. Yeah, not one, no. but multiple. Yeah, and we didn't know about it, obviously. And and I'll remember we got so busy doing the other things, and this is one of the things that he did, is he got us busy doing all the other things that were actually making a difference mm-hmm. so that he could go and do bad things. Yeah. And he deceived us. And I'll never forget when when it was exposed what he ha- was doing. You know, I think, though, that in no, that case, this is my mercy motive. I didn't get to finish my thought. Oh, okay. okay. When ahead. it was exposed of what he was doing, I was responding to this comment that we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was exposed what he was doing in a group of, of 100 or so people that were going to the church in the group meeting, you could feel the ripple effect that went through. It was, it, he didn't just deceive his wife. He deceived all these people that trusted and had these relationships with other people. And it was a mess because, mm-hmm. you you know, deception doesn't just hurt one person. It goes, it trickles down. So that comment that she made, mm-hmm. I think is really, really true. It, it just, it hurts other people around. Now, go ahead and finish. Okay. Now, this is coming from my motivational gift, which tends to be called mercy. Which and, means? Which means that... To kind of see where people are coming from and having grace on them. So to agree with the deceiver? Not agree with the deceiver, but Uh. realize that the deceiver is also deceived. Uh. Because they have the the impression, or they've been deceived to thinking that it's okay to hurt people. Mm. And it's okay to use people. Right. And so the deceiver is also deceived, and they're messed up in their minds and their hearts to think that being selfish is a good thing. Right. But, you know, anyway, that's just one point. The deceiver is also deceived. So um, um, I got some on Twitter here. Okay, go ahead. Uh, my friend Tim, a Trekkie geek from the UK, 
said um, he thinks the worst part about being deceived is finding out you've been deceived. LOL. <laughs> I can just see him doing that. <laughs> He's so funny. Or um, uh, uh, Al said the feeling of being betrayed mm-hmm. is the worst part. Yeah. Um, here's one from uh, Butterfly. Amanda says, I feel stupid for letting people do that to me. And I start to question people who I who um, who are trustworthy. And it hurts a lot because I want to trust. Yeah. that I think that is probably the saddest thing about deception mm-hmm. is that it all, it kind of blows away your innocence. Yeah. And, and I think it's good to have a soft heart and not be hard-hearted. Not, you know, to... Even if you've been deceived, you don't want to get this permanent outlet outlook on your life that people are going to mess you over that because that's not healthy and yet a scripture came to mind as we were preparing for this Mm -hmm. that the bible says be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove that to me that says have a have a discerning spirit what does that mean meaning um pray for a gift of discernment as far as discernment is meaning um that you can have an understanding of what's going on and being wise about what's going on. So kind of look behind, look between the lines. Yeah, and kind of you don't know, take everything for face value. Yeah, pray for wisdom about the circumstances in your surroundings, and yet the Bible says to be gentle as a dove, and how we respond to that, even if we are hurt or abused or used. We don't need to react in a violent or we can be or, kind or mean gentle. way back. We can, see, but but also be wise as a serpent. And as far as that goes, is if you know you're going to get trampled, if there's a serpent or a snake on the on the road, and they knew a horse was going to come by to trample them, you would the the snake would slither away. Right, and so. You want to be wise as far as you you don't need to let yourself get trampled. But at the same time, it you know, when you are around hurtful people, you don't need to hurt back. Well, yeah. When trust is broken, I think it's it's very difficult to deal with. And I know for us that's been a that's really been a, a struggle for me because again, I'm really accepting and, and I just Figure well, everybody's out for the same thing. We're trying to help people, and and then when you find that that isn't true, it's really disappointing. And then, you, I do think that it's hard sometimes to trust. Like Amanda said, it's hard to trust people that are trustworthy because you think, well, they're going to mess me over too eventually. Mm-hmm. And I I remember, um, I don't know. There's a fine line in you know. I guess you just need to get to know the people that are around you and trust the ones you can that that are you know, trustworthy and, and look for signs of deception. We're going to talk about signs of deception Mm -hmm. in a minute, because I think after all the stuff that you and I have been through, Mm -hmm. there are things that if I look back now, I can go, Oh, I should have seen that. Well, the Bible says though, that there's one that sticks closer than a brother. And to me, there's only one that we can trust 100%. Put your whole heart into it. To and put that your is whole Jesus. heart is in Jesus. And I think that the part about the wisdom I was talking about is that you don't need to give your whole heart out to everyone. Mm-hmm. You can give your whole heart to God because you know he's not going to let you down. 
But but human beings are human beings, and yeah. they have faults, and yeah. they have limitations on their ability to love. Sure. And so to look at that realistically, you know, another human being cannot meet all your needs. Yeah. Only God can. Yeah. Okay, so how do we have more comments? We have tons more. So okay, let me look, I, find mine too now. I'm done with the Twitter ones. We only okay. got three on the Twitter ones. Well, um, Simon says, realizing the person who has deceived you was someone that you had once put your trust in. Oh, boy. And, you know, really, I mean, you can, there, there is different levels of deception, don't you mm-hmm. think? Oh, I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's deception when it comes to, like, we were talking about the infomercials. Uh-huh. And Where there's, there's you deception. Kind of expect people From to, politicians. Yeah. Like, politicians get up, and you know that most of what they're saying is just manipulation. It's not even really true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that kind of deception, public deception, those kind of things. Or a magician. Well, magician yeah. is based An on illusionist, deception. yes, absolutely. Yeah. But when it's somebody, you really don't feel the sting of deception as much as when you are personally involved with someone that deceives you. Well, and, you know, we were pastors for years, and or pastor and pastor's wife, whatever. But, but anyway, um, you know, I've been on phone, on the phone or counseled with women for hours after they found out their husband had been cheating on them for years. And they were deceived. And they were just bawling. They were devastated. They couldn't eat. They couldn't sleep. Their lives were, you know, temporarily put on hold and destroyed by, by their husband's deception. And, you know, it, I think that sense of betrayal, I was talking to a Christian counselor and, and I've read it in books too, that that betrayal is one of the hardest things of anything to get over. It takes the longest healing, even sometimes (coughs) longer than a death in the family, because, you know, most of the time when people die, it's not of their own choosing, but, But when you've been close to someone and they've betrayed your trust, yeah. it takes a long time to heal from that. I think so. I, I think that, for me, that's that's probably my biggest struggle is trying to get over from from people that I thought were my friends that really messed me over. That's really hard to do. I can forgive them, but there's those scars that, that leaves and that, that sadness that is deep inside mm-hmm. from being deceived. It sounds like a lot of these the comments will go on here. A lot of... That these comments have the same thing about um, you can forgive, but might not be easy to trust again. Right. So, um, Rhonda says, if it's someone close, it can break your heart. Yeah, that's true. And Tammy says, um, trusting in that person again. Yeah, that's the hardest part about mm-hmm. being deceived. Yes, I. I and agree. Gail says, finding out that you were. That is the worst feeling in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember. Because I really believe that that uh, God has used me in the past to really speak words into people's lives. In other words, I'll pray for someone, and I'll, as I'm praying for them, I kind of I get something from God for them, and I'll just give them the, what I'm hearing, you know, deep in my heart. It's not like an audible voice or anything like that, but sometimes I'll, I, I don't know. I just have it's something. an encouragement. So, so I'll mm-hmm. give that to people, and I, I I'll never forget the first time that we were majorly deceived thinking to myself, why didn't God tell me that? I mean, I get all these other things for other people that help them. Why didn't, you know, here this guy I was serving with was in adultery with, you know, over seven women, and and I didn't know. And you would think that God would have showed me that. But he did. 
Well, yeah, eventually, but you got to wonder. Yeah. You know, but then again, I guess if, you know, grace, we don't understand grace. And sometimes we don't understand God's timing, why he will allow things to go on. I, I know one of the the biggest things that you hear for people not wanting to be Christians is they'll go, well, why did God allow Hitler to kill 6 million Jews? Yeah. Why did God allow this or that, you know, these atrocities? I have an answer for that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. And eventually things were stopped. Yeah. You know, and, well, and that's true. And, th- and that's true in this case. I mean, I, I sometimes I, I got to go, well, why did, but you're right. He did show me. I remember how we mm-hmm. found out that all, all of it was going on is I was talking to someone and I just felt they, strong that, that they um, wanted prayer, but wouldn't say why. And so he said, fine, I'll ask God. <laughs> I did. I bowed my head and said, Lord, show me what's going on here. And I actually heard and some then, things and spoke them out and it unraveled everything. Yeah, and then we caught the whole situation that was going on. So I guess in a way he did tell me, but it it was sometimes it, it, you but, wonder. But why. I guess what I was trying to say is from this comment, it is the most embarrassing thing in the whole mm-hmm. wide world to realize you've been duped, mm-hmm. you've been taken to the cleaners, the worst feeling ever. And yet then there's the other side of it when you go, well, why me? And <coughs> you know that the old saying, well, why not you? Why why would you be Immune, immune to, to the the world the, of suffering. <laughs> yeah, it's like are, I know we all want it. We all want a perfect life, but it doesn't happen, does it? Yeah. So um, okay. So who we'll else? Go on. Um, I'm trying Cor- to Corby. find Corby. Corby sa- says the subsequent stabbing and jail time. <laughs> I, 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 I think that doesn't quite go with being gentle as a dove. No, but that is very very funny. What's the worst part about being deceived? Going to jail after you stab the person. Yeah, Yeah, well, that that might not be the best choice. Thank you, Corby. You made me laugh out loud. Yeah, LOL. It was a funny response, but please don't do it. Okay, Leanne says um, that the person didn't have enough trust in you to be honest. It's so heartbreaking when you find out. It really, really is. Our friend Sue from New York says, realizing that you may never be able to trust that person again and feeling ashamed and embarrassed for ever placing trust in that person to begin with. Mm-hmm. Boy, that is totally true. Yeah. That is, that is boy, have we ever felt that. And then thinking, mm-hmm. what have I, why, did I, why did I do that? And then you think, you don't want to live your whole life not trusting people. You don't want to live your whole life skeptical. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to believe the best about people. But at the same time, Gosh, it's tough. Be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. You need wisdom. You need wisdom. But but at the same time, you want to be able, like you want to be trust. Melissa says to be deceived is to lose trust. It is the worst kind of hurt, especially when it is done by someone close to you. Absolutely agreed. And Beth said I agreed with both Melissa and Sue. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Aunt Anthony says, I uh, see, I'm, I, I gotta make this bigger now. I guess I'm getting old. Just a minute. The feeling of betrayal makes you question your own faults. I am just too trusting. Uh, am I just too trusting of other people? Over the years, I've come to the conclusion that I must be, um, that I must be, and now make a conscious effort to trust people less. Which generally makes me feel lousy about both myself and others. 
<laughs> all because of a few bad experiences. So. Boy, Anthony, Anthony, totally right. That is really, really true. It, I think that sometimes being affected by deception causes us to sour on life. And then we can tend to look at people through our hurt. Mm-hmm. But but there's also a wisdom in, in not, having boundaries. In yes. Not, yeah, in in having one of my favorite authors that Catherine and I like reading. Um, her name's Robin Jones Gunn, and she describes your heart as like a garden of beautiful flowers that you've cultivated and grown. And this is why you're on the program because I wouldn't describe my heart as a garden of beautiful flowers. Well, okay, this will you'll get this though cuz you grow flowers and you know how fragile flowers are. I love are. growing flowers. They, you know, fragile. And I love my cat stripey. I know. But anyway, flowers are very fragile. They're beautiful and they're fragrant, but you wouldn't want to open the gate around your garden, you know, you have a fence around your garden to protect it. We have right. a fence around ours. Well, you don't want to just open the gate all the way up and and ask for a herd of cows to come in because they would trample your garden. Yes. That you only want those in to your garden that will respect the beautiful, delicate nature of your heart. Okay. So... You know, you you are wise at who you totally let into your garden. Does that mean that you're going to be callous and cold towards people? No. You can be loving and compassionate towards people, but you need to be wise about who you open the, your garden gate to. Hmm. That's an interesting, way. interesting way of looking at it. So that would in itself be a little bit more discernment. Yeah. Um, you know, you know for, for me as a parent... I've encouraged our kids to wait until they get old enough to get married before they get too romantically involved. Because when you get romantically involved with someone, you know, at 14 or 15 or 13 these days, you never know, you're opening up your heart to someone. And at that age, there's nothing really, I mean... You're just going to get your heart broken. <laughs> well, I mean, the Bible so, is very clear. It, actually, it says that um, when you have sex with someone, mm-hmm. you basically... You become one with them. You become them. one with them. So regardless if you break up with them or not, a little part of you is... Intertwined with yeah, another soul. Exactly. And yeah. so so that... And it's not because God is trying to be a prude and say, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. He just knows. He's wanting you to guard your heart. And matter right. of fact, that's a proverb. We should have. That's the proverb we, we should have started the the session with or mm-hmm. the program with. The Bible says, "Above all else, guard your heart." And that's one of my favorite proverbs because, especially as we for twenty some years we ministered to teens. Mm-hmm. And I could think about 90% of our counseling sessions (laughs) would have been prevented if we would follow that one proverb, above all else, guard your heart. And whether it's through a romantic relationship or just best friends. And it doesn't mean to be cynical. It just means to be wise and to think about it before you. And you know what? If I look back, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about this a little bit later. If I look back, all the times that we've been majorly deceived... Mm-hmm. It's because we didn't guard our heart. Mm-hmm. We did not look at things correctly. We took things for granted. We didn't do the research. We 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 should have seen from the signs. Mm-hmm. 
They say hindsight is always twenty twenty yeah, vision. Yeah, yeah, when you look back, yeah. But but honestly, you, the older I get, I'm not sure. You know, I don't want to be callous like Anthony was saying because that's what we do sometimes. But I do think it's important that we look at examine things a little bit closer than mm-hmm. just face value because not most of the time face value is a facade. Well, and in business, I've heard it said that you should hire slowly, that you should take time to to look at the individuals that are applying for the job and really look into their character, what their past, um, their yeah, their but their past is, you know, how did they behave? Oh, I know. I know. You know, it's so funny now that we look back too and and all the it's so so crazy when you start looking at um, you know, people that get into authority spots and how desperate people will will pick other people according to their needs, not according to what really is true. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we can get people like pastors voted in and stuff like that that are leading these big congregations. And they have the worst reputation ever, and nobody ever called to find out. Yeah, you nobody know, ever checked on them, and it's and, like, and oh that's, goodness. You know, we don't want to totally point out all the faults in modern day church, but but that's we, our experience. I mean, that's what we've seen time in, yeah. and time again where where there be a pastor well, fallen like, in adultery, well, and like they somebody, just move them from church that, to church. Well, it's, it's not just a church though. It's like companies that hire people without checking their references. Mm-hmm. That's stupid, and that's not wise. No, you know, it's that's, stupid. That's not using wisdom. You should look into people's integrity and character before you hire them. Sure, sure. But that's yeah. what we're talking about. Is you know, and, and how my, do you avoid deception? Well, take a little bigger look and my, at things and my point there I, I know that's talking about business or churches or whatever organizations but i'm, I'm saying for your heart mm-hmm. before you choose to have someone be a best friend and confide in them you know all of your hurts and your secrets and you know or decide to get into a serious relationship with someone romantically um look at their reputation yeah are they trustworthy you know, let's use some wisdom there, and don't just put your heart out, heart and soul out there to be trampled. If if this person doesn't have a a good track record, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the question was, what's the worst part about being deceived? Daniel says the disrespect people have when they do it, even more so when there isn't even an effort to hide it. Like they don't even feel bad about doing it, or they um, or they take me for a fool. It's even worse when it's somebody you thought you could trust. Mm-hmm. That's so so true. And again, remember we talked about getting along with difficult people here a week ago, and there are some people in the world that are just downright. They're just nasty. They have kind of calloused hearts. Well, they have a they have a a an actual. Um, sickness, disorder, a personality yeah. disorder that causes you know causes them to treat others as objects instead of as people, and so you're going to find the those way type the of Bible says it is that they have their conscience seared. seared, yeah, they're yeah. burned. <laughs> so, um, what does Lisa, Lisa say? says? The way it makes you doubt your own discernment, also it makes me less willing to trust anyone. That's so true. Uh, you know. That really, you know, I used to think that I was a real discerner, that I could really figure out things. And the more stuff that we've gone through, the less that I feel that way. I feel like 
I still get taken to the cleaners, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I, so I don't know if it's just my personality or what it is, but... Well, and the sad thing is... is I doubt my I've, own discernment I have now. Learned, like, whatever. I, I have know. learned, though, that, that we were in a couple situations with a couple different leaders that um, I had... a. I had um, bad feelings about at the very beginning. I just felt like there was something shifty going on, and um, and I didn't really speak up. And so one of the things is is if you are married or you have a best friend, it might be wise to say, "What are you sensing in this situation?" Um, before you jump into it, and um, you know maybe I wasn't confident in what I was picking up to be able to say. And I think it reminds me looking back that, you know, if I'm picking up something that maybe something's not right, I should speak up about that. Yeah. And so we've learned a little bit here and there. Yeah. yeah. So um, let me see. Did we read Stephanie's already? No. Nope. She said feeling stupid about not seeing it. Yeah. I think it was very, a theme was going right through here. Yeah. Um, Jeff says the worst part about being deceived is that the deceiver has sinned against a holy and righteous God by bearing false witness or lying. Secondary um, to this worst part are the negative impacts such as the subs- <laughs> subsequent stabbing, stabbing in jail time, in jail time that was funny. to any personal relationship to the one deceived. Yeah. So anyway, guys are guys. You guys are so funny. Mm. Okay. Um, and Jean. Jean says uh, the sense of betrayal. Yeah. How about Tiffany? Um, I have to click a little bit here. Okay. Just a second. It says um, sometimes it's not so bad because someone deceives you to throw you a birthday party for a surprise or tells you one thing. Um, to put you at ease and actually helps you relax and focus on better things, even though ultimately it was a, a lie. Like, so she's, like little white lies. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, having been deceived um, has its... Um, comes, okay, it's when it's used to hurt people as well. Like a cheating spouse, a lying relative, a best friend, hiding things. And it makes it hard to trust anyone. Not just that one person, but sometimes you don't actually know who deceived you. And um, you are left running in circles in your head questioning who is on your side or who might be lying against you. That, I understand what she's saying. Is okay. it, it, this? It's the ripple effect. Yeah. Sometimes you're deceived, and you're not exactly sure who deceived you, and then you start to suspect all these all these yeah. people. It yeah. does. There is something about it that sour. Again, it sours us to yeah. trusting others, and but it's we just don't, a sad thing. We don't want to get paranoid, but we want to be wise. Yeah. So there's a, a line there. But I completely somewhere. understand. Yeah. I've been through all those feelings. Yeah. Tim. And, Tim says it's. Um, it's the fact that they felt the need to deceive you. It's a betrayal of trust and usually unrecoverable from that. I like to be a person of my word, so having people lie to me is just stabs you deeply. It makes you question your relationship with others, wondering who else may stab you at that at your trust. That totally makes sense, Tim. Yeah. It, What's it, that sound? It does. 
It's um, Hoshi. She decided to help us with the podcast. Hoshi is one of our cats. Let's listen real careful. I thought I heard her purring. She is. She jumped up on Amy. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, you Thank know, you, everybody, for your comments yeah. and uh, on w- what the worst thing about deception is. Now, the, I think we should end on a positive note is that even though it's very hurtful when you're deceived, it is possible to heal from that over time. And um, and just, you know, be wiser <laughs> from, from you know, like, like the first person we read said, um, you know, it's hurtful, but you can learn a lesson from it. And um, that's hopefully what you do is learn from, from that mistake of letting someone deceive you. And then um, hopefully not make that same mistake again. But the fact is that we do. We do, but again, well, I think because we don't have conversations like this. Well, I think when you when we have conversations like this, it makes us more aware of of being discerning. Yeah. Because again, there's a fantasy in a lot of our heads that says everybody's trustworthy and they aren't out to get me, when in fact that's not true. But I don't think most people are out to get you. I think they're but just there are se- some that there are. There are some, but most are just selfish. We, I think, we live in a world that is out to get us. I think we we live in a world where it's marketing. People want our money. People want our our attention. People want they want to abuse and use us. And so I don't I don't see why you don't think that's true because that is totally true. I think the 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 there are far far fewer people that are out there for our good than for but i but 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 let me let me say that i don't mean that to be depressing what i mean is that it means that we need to have faith in god because god is not out to get us god is out to help us god is out to help us discern and he wants us to live our lives to help others yeah and and now that's see that's the positive part he wants us to have life and that life more abundantly correct he wants us to have a future and a hope so even if there are people out there that are selfish and want to use you instead of bless you, God wants you to to have a good life. He wants you, as Spock would say, live long and prosper. My wife quotes, <laughs> is quoting Spock. Oh, but, my gosh. But I'm just saying, you know, maybe not everyone has their best intentions for you, but, but God does, and he won't Absolutely. let you down. Okay, so... I wrote down a few signs to determine if you're being deceived or not. Because, again, deception, you don't... The weird part about deception is you don't know you're being deceived. Mm-hmm. But there are some things um, that go along with a biblical meaning of discernment. And okay. discernment simply means being able to tell or or being able to take a step back and examine the situation through a little more objective eyes. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, that total discernment doesn't come without a relationship with God. I mean, you can be discerning. There's counselors. There's people that can figure out things. But I really think that the the ultimate discernment in our life is when we enter into a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And he begins to show us and help us. And even then, we can be deceived. Mm-hmm. So we have to be very wise. So here's the first thing, and I, you can tell me if you agree with this or not. Um, I think it's really important that if a person gets mad when you question them sincerely, 
when you're asking questions of somebody and they get upset with you or they don't let you ask questions or they're not open, then I think you need to examine that relationship and look and see if there might be some deception involved. Because usually when a person gets angry because you ask a question, it's because they don't want to tell you the answer. Well, and and um, we've talked about this before, but there can be different circles of closeness mm-hmm. that you have with people. And, the, you know, some people are acquaintances and, and you know them. You, you might call them a friend, but they're more or less an acquaintance. And then you have some people that are friends that you have a, a good time talking to and hanging out with, but they might not be best friends. Mm-hmm. And then you have just a few best friends. And and <coughs> probably probably the discernment, I would say, if this person is quick to anger when you just ask them a Simple respectful a respectful question well, that, can, that maybe they shouldn't be one of your close well, friends. Well, I can say <laughs> that, that all of the pastor leader leaders that we saw get into some major problems uh-huh. had that same characteristic. They were angry if they were asked a question, and they got angry quickly. And yeah. I'll, I'll never forget, um, more recently, in the last couple of years, I remember talking to a guy, at, I was sitting at a coffee shop, and... Um, and we were discussing some different things, and, and uh, all of a sudden I noticed a pattern emerging, and I realized this guy is taking me to the cleaners. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, my goodness. So I thought, well, I'm going to ask him a question. So I asked him the question, and he immediately flared up, and his his uh, cheeks got red, and, and he started to spit as he was talking back. You could just see his eyes bug out a little bit, and I realized he's deceiving me. And he's mm-hmm. angry because I just asked him a very honest, good question. Mm-hmm. And he did not want, he was freaking out. And it, it made me go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I realized a pattern in, in many of the leaders and different people that I had worked with that, that, that had a hard time or fell or, you know, uh, really messed up. Um, they all had that same characteristic. They were angry if you asked them a question. Well, and the Bible says not to be um, associated with people that are given to anger, that mm-hmm. have problems with anger, ang- yeah, anger yeah. problems, because one thing is it says that you can learn their ways, and you don't want to be an angry person. So anyway, but yeah, I would I would keep a distance from, protect myself a little bit from people who were given to angry outbursts and not be their best friends. Yeah, you can you can be yeah. kind to them, but I wouldn't be their um, best friend. Be their best friend. Um, second thing, uh, how do you know if you're being deceived? What are the signs of it? Is uh, if something seems to be too good to be true. Mm-hmm. I got this thing in the mail the other day from the government, uh-huh. and it was all about fraud, and yeah. fraud is deception. Yeah, and very interesting pamphlet. As I read through it, it was exactly what I thought too. Um, they were saying. A lot of people are are get themselves into fraud or, or they, they get affected by fraud because they get in a get rich quick scheme mm-hmm. or or like the infomercials, you know, if this product does everything and wait, we'll throw in a paring knife, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's too good to be true, most of the time, in fact, if not almost all the time, mm-hmm. it is there's a deception going on. Yeah. So be wise with that. And and that goes for relationships, that goes for um uh, that goes for family. That I mean you if it's too good to be true, you know, if if uh 
if you know if you just invest all this money here you know you'll make three times as much back and then nobody else has this deal but we do guess what yeah there's something wrong there if it's yeah. too good to be true it's it probably is yeah and and that is a sign of deception um here's another interesting thing um there's a word that we use a lot in in our in our society but we sometimes it gets blurry because of politicians and that's integrity Mm-hmm. And uh, if a person constantly breaks their promises, if a company mm-hmm. breaks their promises, if a person constantly breaks their promises, then most of the time that's a sign that there's some deception going on. Mm-hmm. And usually it's because the person either can't deliver those things and wants to look better, which so they're deceiving you with what they look like, um, or... Or they simply are trying to take you to the cleaners, and they promise you to—they promise something to get you to do something, and then they don't come through on the promise. Yeah. If that happens a lot, you really need to consider you may be being deceived. Yeah. Do you—you you don't have any examples of that, do you? Um. Well, yeah, yeah. I know lots. I mean, like I said again, um, I've—I've I've known women that I've counseled with that their husbands have promised that, you know, they'd be faithful to them and that they would leave their girlfriend and stuff. And then just to find out they're still with their girlfriend, they had no intention of leaving their girlfriend. Right, but they said that so they could have whatever they needed at the time. Yeah, because they they still wanted their their wife, but they wanted their lovers on the side. And, you know, it was kind of a mess. So, yeah, yeah, we've seen that time and time again. And I remember I had a boss that um, would constantly promise things, and he'd always break his promises, always. He'd never Mm -hmm. on time. That's another thing. If if people are constantly late... Um, well, I won't, I won't go into that. Anyway, um, there, there's a... uh, He promised a lot of things, and so uh, when he would break those promises, then he'd try to make up for it by being lavish in other areas mm-hmm. and then he would fail in that as well and we, finally we realized oh this guy is totally off his rocker you know yeah. he was promising all these different things and he couldn't keep them because he was deceiving he said what he needed to say to get by at the moment yeah and that's another thing is if they constantly lie yeah, yeah. there you go there that's the next one you know oh okay well no i mean that that's that's yeah. sounds like a great one if they uh-huh. if if you if people get caught in a lie it's obviously lying is part of deception. Some people are like pathological liars. They lie so much they can't remember what the truth they, is. They, yeah, they actually believe what they're saying is true. I, I also mm-hmm. knew I also knew a man like that uh, sitting in the counselor's office with this man, and uh, the the counselor said, "You know what? He's never going to be able to understand the pain you're going through because he believes the lie that he's told himself mm-hmm. himself." And and uh, he's deceived himself because mm-hmm. you know we can deceive ourselves. Yeah, that you know that's that good, is good a good point. point right there. We should ponder that for a minute yeah. because I think every single person has little lies that they tell themselves. Like I to I cope was, or to... I was talking, um, I going to tops. Um, little lies we can tell ourselves about our eating habits is. If we snack and no one sees us, that the calories don't count. Right, right. Things like that. Or if if you already ate two cookies, why not eat the rest of the bag because you've already blown it? Yeah. But there's lies that we can tell ourselves, and those are, you know, maybe silly examples. But but at the same time, that it's not a bad idea to, to pray 
and ask God to to help you um, find ways that you're deceiving yourself and ask God to show them to yeah, you so you point. can turn from that. Because deception hurts, it whether does. it's other people or, or ourselves. Or, or deceiving ourselves, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other, a couple of other things that we need to wind up here. Um, um, if you have that gut feeling, mm-hmm. you know, go with it. Don't be paranoid. But if if there's something inside of you that says something's wrong here, investigate it. Mm-hmm. Ask the questions you need to ask. Look at the things you need to look at. That's just really important because I believe God does put discernment in us. Yeah, and it can be as simple as maybe you aren't sleeping as well. Maybe you've kind of lost your peace. You're feeling anxious about something. It's good to stop and ask why. Yeah, well, I remember. I mean, the, the next one is... Um, if if a person's life is a, a lot of times behind closed doors, you don't really know what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a secretary at a church that we were um, working in, and um, the 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 pastor used to close his door when counseling with women. Well, that was a no no. You well, don't do that. And, in, in... and originally, he had talked about always leaving the door open. Right. And he went from leaving the door open to locking it to shutting it, and then to locking it. Well, that was my cat. She played some. Anyway, um, um, so so if there's if if that type of thing is going on where everything's done behind closed doors and there's lots of secrets and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. obviously there's some deception going on. So so look at that. If if somebody's super possessive of you, and and I mean extremely. I mean obviously a husband and wife are going to be. I mean there's 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 that relationship, and obviously you're each other's, but. When somebody is overly possessive, there's probably some type of deception going on. Or some trying, or the person trying to control you to meet needs that that you can't always meet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, trying to use you as an object instead of as a person or be a friend as a person. Um, And the last thing that I wanted to say was if somebody talks bad about other people constantly to you, (laughs) <laughs> you need to think about that because they most likely are talking bad about you to uh-huh. others. And that is a deception. Yeah. So that's something you can go, oh my gosh, I didn't. Well, Whenever I'm with this person, they're always saying this and this and this about other. There's something going on. I think I might be being deceived. Well, well and they, they could just be a mean-spirited person and like to put down other people. And and that could be someone that you can be kind to, but maybe you might not want as your best friend yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you don't want to be around, you know, just mean-spirited people all the Exactly. Time. Well, uh, you know, really in the end, when we talk about deception, deception, again, the core of deception is is really, um, it's it's really selfishness. And the, the, the father of deception, we believe, is the devil. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, way back in the Garden of Eden, he deceived Eve into eating the fruit that he that she wasn't supposed to eat, mm-hmm. and Adam was deceived as well by promising uh, that that Eve would become like God, knowing good and evil, and being able to decide for herself. And so, deception really comes down to there's a chapter in the Bible of of James chapter four that says, "Why are there fights and quarrels among you? Um, do they not come because?" You fight and you try to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Again, that uh, self-centeredness. And, and then when you don't get what you want, you know you don't you don't pray, you don't ask God, you don't trust Him, but you go after all these different things. You kill and you covet and you maim and you hurt, and all along, 
it's basically because we're selfish. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so much pain and, and deception and, and horrible things going on in the world. And, and the only answer to that that we can find is the Bible that says to humble ourselves before God. Mm-hmm. To repent. In other words, to turn around from de- being dece- deceitful. To, to remove deception from our own life. Mm-hmm. as best as we can, and then be aware of those people around us that are trying to deceive us. Um, God is really the only one that can really help us to have godly discernment. And that's basically my conclusion. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, I think that's good. And I am, you know, forgive people and when they've been deceptive towards you, but you can still be wise and forgive yourself. But maybe make um, a goal to be um, more honest with yourself and with others. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, this week's Taking With You podcast. We've talked a lot about deception and the ways that we can uh, kind of find out if we are being deceived. Uh, we talked about what we feel like when we are. And I think it's a good idea to close maybe with a, a, a prayer. Okay. Father, we just thank you so much that you have the answer to the hurt that's in our heart when we've been deceived. God, we can come to you and you understand exactly what's going on and you comfort our hearts and we're so appreciative of that. God, would you give us discernment so that we would be able to live our lives to help others and to to also, Lord, be able to be aware of what's happening around us. We want to know what's happening so that we can make the right choices, not only for our own lives, but for the people around us as well. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the one that helps us to forgive those that have hurt us. You are the one that restores our heart. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Very, very cool. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, the podcast today. I know a lot of people were really anticipating what were we going to talk about? How were we going to deal with this very practical episode on deception and i'm excited for next week's program well yeah we have to set up an interview we're going to try to interview our friend sue yeah if if the time if we can get it together sometime in the next week or so we're going to try to uh, interview our friend sue from new york who is a pastor's kid and we're going to do a show called uh um or we're going to do a show on pastor's kids and the unique upbringing that they have and how it affects the way they think about God. And if she doesn't follow through, through we have three pastor's kids. If, what do you mean if she can. doesn't follow through? No, if we can't, if we can't work Oh, if the it, interview falls the, through. I yeah. was like, what are you talking about? If the interview falls through, we can't organize a time to get together. We could always interview our kids because they, most of their lives have um, grown up as pastor's kids. Yeah. There can be some positive and some negative, but we'll find out a little bit more. Plus, Sue is, is just a really neat lady. She works over uh, in New York on Broadway, and uh, she has a very unique perspective on, on things, and uh, we, we love her, and she's, she's a fellow geek, so it'll be fun to hear from her. Yeah, and she sent us a couple of beautiful, encouraging cards yes, in she the has. last it's couple of years. Been very it's nice. been really nice. And... So we're looking forward to that. So thank you, everybody. Um, take him with you is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. Please get a hold of us. We would love your comments. You did that really well, dear. Rick at Take Him With You and Amy at Take Him With You. Dot com. We would love to get email from you. Please, please, can we beg you? (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. What did you do? I'm nothing. You're the bad one between the two of us. Well, that is true. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumours as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. Hi, my name's Al, and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House... We'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, 
reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day.